I want the nurses to step forward and change the world. Believe internally that we do bring value, that we do bring this influence. If you don't feel that you bring value, you're not gonna portray that to the world. You have to give words to your value. I would start practicing by saying it to your colleagues. Hear your voice say it. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, I'm Kathy Driscoll, Humana's Chief Nursing Officer, and I'm excited to have with me today Dr. B. Harris, a friend of all nurses at Humana, and we call her our honorary nurse. And B is a director with Humana's Associate Wellbeing Area as well. Um, so B, you've really been a great listening post. Um, you've you've really helped to cement our passion for nursing and supported us, and really kind of coached us and and encouraged us to stand up and see our own value. Um, so in order for nurses to influence, to grow, and we talk a lot about that on our podcasts, we really need to stand up and let the world know what our value is. So our conversation today is really going to be around understanding our own value and how we can communicate our value to those around us. The more we're able to understand our value and communicate it effectively, the more effective we can all be at influencing health and influencing the communities we serve. So welcome to the Voice of Humana Nurses, B. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being our guest today. So before we get into the conversation, we always like to know a little bit about our guests, and I think we could have a very long podcast just on your background. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a couple of quick facts about B? Yeah, thanks. I would have told it anyway, can't resist, because it does really frame my point of view. Uh, I am a psychologist and now have been for 50 years, but really, I think really what defines me, if I think of a summary of my life, it's really being interested in the inner life. I was an academic for nine years. I'll start my life there. But before that, I was actually uh, in chemistry and physics and math. And so I have that part of me. And after being an academic, I was around the arts. Then I started a business in 44 that had to do with employee assistance program and work life. And um, started with credit cards, by the way. Uh, And um, had it for 30 years, built it up, and was bought by Humana in 2012. So they thought I was going to leave, but here I am still. And we're happy that you stayed. Um, We both came from organizations that were acquired by Humana. We were both in Manhattan. Right. Um, And so we connected early on, and and we both have stayed connected since then. Yes. So, B, you host a podcast series as well um, called Wellbeing in Sync, and um, I think that those episodes have been really have really resonated with our nursing community. I know they have with me. Um, actually, my daughter has listened to some <laughs> of them. So you resonate outside the nursing community too. Can you talk a little bit about why you started the podcast series? Well, I always think of it was actually true when I had a company too, I, because I was part of the women's movement and New York politics. So my model was always a community model. Uh, and how to reach a distributed population. And so I have to think about uh, 
And actually, that's really what I brought into when I had a company. I thought of them as a community and that we weren't selling a product. We were really getting voted in office. That's going to connect to what you wanted to talk about today. And so I had to learn my community, what mattered to them, communicate my value, and get voted back in office. So learning my community and what mattered to them and how to reach them was an important part of how I think. But think about what a shrink is like, right? You really are listening very carefully to who that person is, what's going on in their life, what the forces are, and what really drives the, the change in their behavior. So it's like a simple model that applies to everything, doesn't it? So I was thinking about all the nurses I met and um, also the forces in everybody's life. Everybody has so many things to do. I so uh, appreciated and developed extraordinary respect uh, for nurses because even I had to learn that. It doesn't matter as a woman in many cases, uh, most nurses have been women. I know you're bringing that forward, just the, the, the importance of that diversity. But I thought of them on the road and isolated many times, and I thought also, we're <clears throat> don't give people even an opportunity to sit down and read a book. <laughs> I don't even read a book until I go on vacation. So the short spurts that we have that might make a difference to them. So that's really what was the reason for the short amount of time for each podcast. But then I thought about my life and all the conversations I have, and I said, what, wh what is it I'm doing that could make a difference for them? And I thought about being intimate in those short amounts of time and in some ways simulate what all my life experience has been, people talking to me about something that they were challenged with. So the first part really was conceptually about where I always start with. It really is extraordinarily helpful to know yourself because in knowing something about yourself, you know a lot about um, the people in the world. And that helps even when you introduced our time together. You're talking about value. Sort of a, even though I'm not lecturing, I'm just talking. I wanted to talk to them as a friend, basically, I guess. As you've noticed, I can go <laughs> on forever if you turn the switch. <laughs> and, I, and I think that is the power of podcasts. We're learning, we're experimenting, different you know ways of communicating resonate with different people. But I'm finding that I'm getting more comfortable both in this kind of conversation that we're having and in listening to a lot of different podcasts. It does fit in whenever you need it to fit in. And it does feel like an intimate experience that mm -hmm. someone is speaking with you or you're a part of a conversation. Yes. So um, thanks. Thanks for starting that. Um, so one of your recent podcasts really was about understanding our own value. And you just talked a little bit about how important it is to understand yourself and really to understand yourself deeply before you can communicate that value and before you can create these relationships with others. Can you talk a little bit more um, about kind of the principles of that podcast, what you've observed, and how our nurses might be able to kind of take some hints about how they can know themselves better and communicate their own value? You have to understand uh, wonderful things that you do. Uh, you have to believe in your ability to do something because basically all exchanges and relationships are emotional. Nobody wants to really own that, and we don't talk about it enough in our culture. We're moving towards that. Even at Humana, we're paying more attention to emotion in a whole health model. 
But once we understand that uh, people really will um, count on you or value you based on other forces than intellectual. And some of this may sound a little jargony, and it sounds like a little weird, but uh, if you're having that exchange and you want to influence someone, because basically what is this conversation about? We're talking about something I'm a believer in. You know that, Kathy, we're believers in the same thing. I want the nurses to step forward and change the world. They're already changing everybody's lives, so now I, want, I would want them in support uh, their efforts to communicate that they can influence the way organizations are run, especially if it's in the business of healing. It's going to be something we have to pay a great deal of attention to. So in a sense, you are the business. So we, we should have a place in policy. We should have a place in how the business is run. Who better than who understands the little details of how something's run? Someone can't just come in and out and look at it and think they have a visceral understanding of that. So already, I'm helping you understand your value. So you have to give words to your value. I would start practicing by saying it to your colleagues. Hear your voice say it so it doesn't sound like what women think. I don't want to sound arrogant. I don't want to sound that I'm full of myself. And I'm saying, no, guess what? If you were a physician, you wouldn't say, well, lady, I think I could do the surgery. You wouldn't even say it if you were a plumber, would you? You wouldn't <laughs> say, of course I can do it. I'm a pro at this. I'm an expert. That's why I like to tell people, my, you know I announce my age all the time, but it's not an age thing. It's something we talked about with the nurses. I'm almost 82, guys. Uh, and I announce it maybe so I won't be frightened when I get there in April. <laughs> Probably that's the core of it. But, um, but part of what I'm really saying is I have a right to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Women have had to learn to do that. Remember, we were the ones years ago in my era, you had to take a course called assertiveness training. Men didn't. It was the woman's course. <laughs> yes, because, and you know that that's still an issue in our culture how we feel about women stepping forward and what we think about them in terms of what we count on them for. Not to just take care of our people when they're ill and sick and fix them, but they understand the world of numbers, of business, what it means to make something work, handling a budget. That's a, a cultural shift. So first you have to believe it. People can feel if you believe it. It's so visceral, isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's a great point. And if you don't feel that you bring value, you're not going to portray that to the world. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard for us as healers and in a predominantly uh, female population, it's hard for us to claim that, to really believe internally that we do bring value, that we do bring this influence. My goodness, we have across the United States, 18 years in a row, the Gallup poll shows nurses are the most trusted profession. Right. Everybody else believes that we need to be stronger about believing it in ourselves and emphatic about laying claim to that expertise, I think. Well, what's even, let's just take the word trust. Think about it. You understand that magic. What I've learned in talking to nurses out in the field, and you know, I've spent a lot of time doing that, and trying to understand the intricacies. And actually, that's how I've grown to value uh, and have an extraordinary feeling about what you do. Uh, 
they don't really, in not understanding, you have to be able to tell the details of it. That's part of also communicating your value. Uh, communicating them to them, when I say the people that you have to sell it to, uh, what you're doing that supports the mission or the strategy. So part of it is, how do I tell the story of what I'm good at in relation to this other person or to these other people? Or I always say the upstairs. So one, I have to know what's on their mind, what matters to them. So I, I, we have to know ourselves. It's not like step one, step two, step three. It really happens a little simultaneously, doesn't it? We all are always working on getting to know ourselves better. We transform as we age and learn. So that's a, a, a work in progress always. But if I want to influence someone at that time uh, in my life and what I'm working on, I have to understand, one, that person, what's on their mind, and what are the forces that influence them. Before someone hears you, they have to know that you're there for them. That's really, it's not even magic. The, the, the thing is really then, how do you do it? And I know we talk about, the word listen is used a lot. But it's not listen, um, because that's, everybody does that, so we don't sometimes understand what the word really means. It's not hearing. It's not repeating the words. It's really paying close attention to who a person is. So <clears throat> we have to think about people communicating in more ways than just a word. And so the listening word really is all of that. It's probably a better word maybe than listening be, could be perceiving, uh, paying attention to all the information that comes from a person, right? What do you think, Kathy? You've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I think it's not necessarily the words that people say, but really that awareness um, of the whole context. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how would you kind of translate, you, you gave us a lot of great background and a lot of great insight, and I know that I could always talk to you forever, um, but what are some really practical things that our listeners, who are mostly nurses, a lot of our nurses work in the field, um, what are some practical things that they can do, um, both with the um, members and patients they interact with, as well as the teams, the leaders that they interact with? It's complicated, but we can start simply. I would really want uh, nurses to develop first uh, a greater freedom to be present in the room as they fully are. Uh, what I see is the constraints, I mean, being fenced in by the present care plans and their idea of what should be in the room and how they can be in the room. So, because they're gifted. I mean, nurses didn't come into this profession by accident. Uh, sometimes we think our life is an accident, but it's, it's really, we're led there by something about who we are. And when I say they're gifted, they're gifted because they uh, bring a naturalness and their warmth and caring into their relationships. They probably found that uh, people responded to them, and that when people responded to them, they had a good feeling. So you just said, I love doing it. And when they're, they are themselves, they love doing it. What I also found in uh, being out in the field with them and what I'm trying hard to change, 
because I know this as my days as uh, I'm from New York, so we say shrink up north. But the days when I did one-to-one work, that I was ecstatic when at the end of a time with someone, they walked out and say, thanks for helping me. That you want to see that you affected someone. And when you do that, it's a, a momentary reinforcement that this energy and uh, it really is an energy, isn't it? And can be tiring if you're putting it. Everyone who's had a child knows this, right? So you don't want to wait years for a reward. So right there in the moment, if you see your impact, it's extraordinary. And quite honestly, it'll stop burnout in the long run. So, but, uh, so one, I want them to feel to be more natural, to talk the way they talk. They don't have to be scripted to trust that that was their gift that they brought into the situation. And also that they can talk about positive things, not just what's wrong. It's really uh, terribly uh, stressing uh, to the body and to your own healing to just be around negative conversation and to only bring that into the room. And it actually affects your body chemistry. You know all this, uh, Kathy. Uh, I have to spend a lot of energy advertising or educating the our community about it so that it's front and center so talking to uh, a member about what they love doing uh, and that changes the energy in the room but not just for the member I'm talking again about the nurse so one how do you change the your everyday experience that's where I just went to the other is and you worked very hard to uh, to do what I'm going to talk about next is m- thinking about myself as a nurse in terms of Humana, uh, separate and apart from this work. Can I do the other? Is that a possibility? Can I dream about that moving into different areas of uh, what Humana does? So part of it is to allow yourself to explore and have adventures in learning, not to think about, don't start with jobs. I know that because I had so many different careers, so to speak. But I would just talk to people who were different things. I didn't even know that those jobs existed. I only knew, I look, I grew up when you either were a school teacher or a nurse or, or got married. I don't even know if there was another one I missed. Um, so what is just having the opportunity to hear other kinds of work? So the learning. Also learning, if you're in a community, this wouldn't be any different if you were voting uh, on, um, you know, when it comes time to vote, they have something on the ballot that you have to vote for, whether you agree or not. In some ways, you're in a community and you have to think of yourself as a voter on the ballot. So what is Humana trying to do? What's its mission? And what is it in the business of? I just used a different word. I could say mission or what's its business uh, but uh, what are they doing to get there? It's not as though we don't in our daily life know what strategy is, but we use a lot of words in a community of business that makes it think that it's something that we don't get. It's, so we have to translate to understand that you have strategies for how to help a person. Right. When you, you just don't talk about it that way. So that's part of also having the courage to go in and create influence is to understand the language of that community and how it organizes their needs so you can uh, 
because basically in communicating your value, you have to understand their language and what matters to them. Anyway, I know I went on a great length and probably could go on uh, forever about this because it's not simple. Uh, I'm really trying to break it down into smaller steps. It's not simple, but, you know, do want to acknowledge nurses bring great value no matter what role uh, they hold um, and, and really acknowledge the power of the relationships and the connection to purpose. I, I think I love the expression about energy and the energy that becomes present and kind of that becomes the context for healing. It really does. It, it's, you know, it's it's the next step beyond going going beyond gaps in care or or things that need to be fixed. It is kind of a, a total context of healing. Yes, and it, positive energy actually has physiological impact. It's profound. I really appreciate the insight, and as we always say, we could talk forever, and <laughs> we'll talk again. Um, but, you know, really want to encourage everyone out there, one, to look within yourself and to acknowledge that you do have value and to acknowledge the value that you bring to every moment and every interaction, um, to look for that positive energy to, to in, in your relationships, your relationships with our members, your patients. It spills into broader relationships. And we recently did a podcast about, uh, with Tim Huval, and we were really talking about the power of caring. And I think that's an example, too. These relationships, the, these kind of manifestations of caring, it, it really is the power that we bring. It is the basis of the value that we as nurses bring to health and to healing. And um, really appreciate you spending time with us today, B. Um, and I know we'll spend time again. And I really appreciate you being there for our community. Uh, it's been a great journey to get to know you better and to have you get to know us better, too. So thank you for that. Thanks for having me in all respects. <laughs> and to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play by searching the words, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer@humana.com, and give us your comments and your suggestions about topics or people you'd like to hear about or hear from. So until next time, be well.